Chapter Eleven of the Ocean of Air Meteorology for Beginners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Ocean of Air Meteorology for Beginners by Agnes Geburn. Chapter Eleven. What is meant by breathing? something is meant by breathing which has a very close connection with the atmosphere in which we live for if there were no air how could any creatures breathe but before going into what is meant by breathing we must have a few words about the right balance between exertion and food if a man takes an hour's sharp walk at the end of the hour he's not in all respects the same as when he started he has lost weight he has paid away in active effort some of his substance both solid and liquid the former has gone off in clouds of carbonic acid gas the latter in clouds of steam or vapor this loss of substance means a pressing need before long of something to take the place of that which is gone so long as the furnace fires of an engine burn there is the constant need of fresh coal to feed the flames otherwise the fire will die out and the engine must come to a standstill so long as the fire of life burns in a man there is a constant need of fresh fuel to support it otherwise life will fail and the man must die while life lasts perpetual waste goes on but the rapidity of waste depends upon the amount of effort and exertion used an engine traveling at the rate of sixty miles an hour uses up coal much faster than an engine traveling at the rate of thirty miles an hour if a man had sat still in his chair or had loitered lazily about there would still have been loss of substance but not nearly so much as in his hour's brisk walk if instead of merely taking a brisk walk he had climbed fast up a steep mountainside the loss of substance would have been yet greater active exertion quickens the breathing the heart's action the circulation of the whole frame it means the more rapid using up of material and the greater need of fresh material in place of that which is used the same result would be brought about if the man stood still and lifted a succession of heavy weights there would again be exertion quickened waste increased need of renewal as compared with when he stands still and does nothing the supply of fresh material can come only in three ways one as food two as drink three as air every human being every kind of animal requires these three and requires them imperatively he must have air always he must have food and drink at regular intervals just so the engine must have food and must have air to keep it going if the carbon of the coal or the oxygen of the air is cut short then the engine fires die out many people take too much food and many others take too much drink for their requirements while some take too little food and others too little drink with each human being there is a certain exact amount of both needed just enough in fact 
to balance the amount of exertion and of bodily waste less exertion means less waste and consequently less need of renewed supplies more exertion means more waste and consequently more need of renewed supplies the food and the drink taken are too much if they are not balanced by a sufficient amount of exertion and of resulting waste they are too little if not enough to supply the amount of waste caused by exertion so the more a man does the faster he loses substance and the more food he requires to make up for the waste of his frame this rule is of course modified by particular conditions in particular cases what seems a slight exertion to one person may be a severe exertion to another and certain states of illness may induce as much waste as any amount of active exertion the very same results are seen strange to say in the matter of thought and brain work as in bodily effort the harder a man thinks and the more intensely his brain is exerted the greater is the animal waste therefore the greater is the need of sustenance now the renewal of lost substance the sustaining of the fire of life takes place as already said in three ways more strictly by two modes one feeding two breathing the food includes both kinds solid and liquid of these too much or too little may very easily be taken but there is no fear of a man breathing too much or too little air since his body settles that matter for him independently of his own will all that his will can do in the matter is to choose a place where he is surrounded by good air containing enough oxygen and not too much carbonic acid everybody breathes as a matter of course not at all as a matter of choice men breathe beasts breathe birds breathe insects breathe whales and porpoises breathe even fishes breathe and breathe air containing oxygen though they get it out of the ocean of water in which they live and do not need like whales and porpoises to come to the surface that a man cannot live without breathing is patent to everybody he may cease eating or drinking for a while even for days though not without much suffering he cannot cease breathing for more than a few minutes at the most or he will die as he moves to and fro on the floor of the air ocean he draws every few seconds into his lungs a certain amount of air and as regularly sends at least a portion of it out again this we know for ourselves from actual experience we may not be able to explain how or why we breathe but that we do breathe and must breathe we know well there are many things in this world which we feel to be true with a knowledge which amounts to absolute certainty while yet we are not in the least able to explain why they are so or from what causes they spring even the lower animals are aware of the need of air an experiment was once tried of putting a cat into an air pump enclosure and pumping out the air poor pussy felt it going and she had the sense to try to cover with her little paw the hole through which the air was withdrawn seeking thus to hinder the escape of any more it is to be hoped that those who tried the experiment were content with so much 
and did not put her to further needless suffering of course the cat could not have told why she needed the air and by what particular process the air entering her lungs kept her in life and health she only knew her own need and knew what met that need without any theories and without any definitions she was aware and many human beings no wiser scientifically than was pussy are aware too that not to have air for breathing means death some higher needs of our nature are after the same mode felt and met without clear understanding on our part either of exactly what need we feel why we feel it and how that need is supplied a grown man of full ordinary height and size sitting still breathes on an average about eighteen times each minute if he walks fast still more if he runs mounts a steep hill or lifts a heavy weight his breathing is quickened each time that he breathes he draws into his chest about twenty cubic inches of air perhaps somewhere about three-quarters of a pint and sends out again almost as much in so doing he does not empty his lungs for the lungs of a man contain usually between one and two quarts of air the whole amount is undergoing change constantly but gradually and not at every breath since a good deal of air always remains behind now the air which a man breathes out is markedly different from the air which he breathes in there are four main points of difference it is much hotter it is much damper it contains much less oxygen it contains much more carbonic acid the day may be ever so cold the water may be frozen into ice the ground may be hard the air that he breathes in may be down in temperature as low as the freezing point all this makes no difference the air which he breathes out will be up to nearly one hundred degrees or almost as hot as his blood oppressive summer heat the day may be ever so sultry the ground may be caked and hard little moisture may be floating in the atmosphere the air breathed in may be dry as air can be all this again makes no difference the air breathed out will be soaked with vapor of water turning rapidly in the cold outside air to a little fog of visible water droplets does not a child know this when he breathes on his slate that he may be able to rub out faulty figures in the course of twenty-four hours nearly half a pint of water is commonly given off from a man's lungs but the amount varies much whatever the day may be hot or cold dry or damp the air breathed into a man's lungs is simple atmospheric air it is the usual mixture of oxygen and nitrogen with a slight addition of water gas and so minute an amount of carbonic acid as to be hardly worth thinking about but when the air is poured out again from the lungs an extraordinary change has passed upon it the quantity of nitrogen alone is almost unchanged the quantity of oxygen has run down to only a little over three-quarters as much as it was 
the quantity of carbonic acid has shot up to almost one quarter of the former amount of oxygen in other words the lost oxygen is nearly replaced by carbonic acid if a pint of air as breathed in were divided into ten thousand tiny equal portions the gases being separated nearly eight thousand of them would be nitrogen more than two thousand would be oxygen and only three would be carbonic acid a pint of air being not very much more than the quantity drawn in by a large man the same amount breathed out would contain about the same amount as before of nitrogen only about fifteen hundred portions of oxygen some four hundred and seventy portions of carbonic acid gas and a greatly increased amount of water vapor where has the oxygen gone and where has the carbonic acid come from the answer is very simple it is a case of combustion when a lump of coal or a candle burns do you remember what happens there is a waste of a substance there is a giving forth of heat the hydrogen in the coal or wax unites with oxygen from the air and makes vapor of water the carbon in the coal or wax unites with oxygen from the air and makes carbonic acid gas that is a case of combustion of rapid burning combustion is not always rapid it may be very gradual indeed as we have seen in the case of coal fields there buried forests of trees were slowly transformed by a kind of underground combustion into a species of charcoal in the case of a man we have slow combustion again not nearly so slow as the combustion of buried forests but not nearly so fast as the combustion of a burning candle or a piece of coal it is rapid enough for the giving off of a great deal of heat which heat is borne by rushing streams of blood to all parts of the body it is not rapid enough for the burning parts to become red-hot combustion is or at least includes the union under a certain degree of heat of a substance such as carbon with the oxygen of the air that is just what goes on night and day in the body of every man woman and child living not to speak of lower creatures the carbon of which they are largely made unites perpetually with oxygen drawn into the lungs by breathing and the two united are given off as carbonic acid gas in the burning of a piece of wood the carbon of the wood is needful also the oxygen of the air also enough heat to cause their union in the slower combustion of a man's body these three are equally needed the carbon of his body the oxygen of the air and sufficient heat to make them combine something else is necessary also before burning can begin the carbon and oxygen must touch and the heat which is applied must reach them both at the point of contact we see easily how this comes about in the matter of a burning candle or a lump of coal the air flows over and around so that fresh particles of oxygen are constantly running against particles of carbon in the wax or coal while heat spreads to other parts 
but in the case of animal combustion the matter is not so simple the mass of carbon helping to compose a man's body is chiefly inside him and the mass of oxygen in the air is chiefly outside him so how are the two to come together and how is sufficient heat to be brought to bear with regard to the heat one can say little the high steady temperature of a man's frame is still in great measure a mystery partly accounted for by the combustion always going on within that frame but connected with the greatest mystery of all the life which reigns there it is easy to see that the right measure of heat once given the combustion once started burning will go steadily on whether in a fire of coal or in the fire of a man's body so long as favorable conditions last that is to say it will continue until either the supply of fuel of food or the supply of oxygen shall run short but how the fire which set that combustion going in man was first applied is another question i know no answer to it except in words familiar to us from infancy god breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul now about the needful contact of carbon and oxygen in a man's body more than one great and world-wide circulation has been spoken of in earlier chapters in the frame of a man we have a yet more wonderful circulation though on a smaller scale than that of gases it is more wonderful than the circulation of any mere material substances for this is a circulation on which life hangs night and day day and night it goes on hour by hour minute by minute it continues rivers of blood rush at full speed through the larger vessels of a man's body thence dividing into smaller streams these career through lesser vessels subdividing again and yet again till the tiny capillaries the most minute vessels of all countless in number and reaching everywhere are filled with infinitesimal rivulets from the capillaries the streams meet converging into larger and yet larger vessels till once more they reach their starting point and begin the round anew through all the round as the stream flows onward it is incessantly leaving part of itself behind and incessantly taking up something new on its way two kinds of vessels carry the blood these are called arteries and veins the arteries bear blood away from the heart the veins bear it back to the heart the arteries contain bright scarlet blood the veins contain dark purplish blood often called black blood between the two kinds there is a marked difference in most respects except coloring they are much alike as to make in one respect they are gravely unlike the red blood of the arteries has in it plenty of oxygen and very little carbonic acid the purple blood of the veins has in it much less oxygen and much more carbonic acid when the stream starts from the heart it is red and pure but as it passes through different parts of the body it incessantly parts with its oxygen for the needs of the body not only this it incessantly takes up and carries away useless particles of matter waste materials no longer needed there so gradually the pure red blood 
loses its purity and brightness getting overloaded with carbonic acid and other hurtful matters by the time it has worked its way back through the veins to nearly its starting point it is in dire need of being charged anew with oxygen but how by being brought into touch with the outside atmosphere taking therefrom new supplies of oxygen and giving off superfluous supplies of carbonic acid a certain amount of this has taken place already whenever tiny streams have flowed in minute vessels close under the skin of the body where the air could reach them their carbonic acid has been given off but much more is required is indeed an absolute necessity if the dark blood flow again and again through the man's body he must die the blackened stream reaches the lungs and is there spread out over a wonderful network of tiny vessels all enclosed in a skin so delicate that air can pass through it without the least difficulty and then why then those tiny vessels are met by pure air from outside atmospheric air laden with oxygen rushing in with every breath each breath drawn in brings fresh supplies of oxygen and each breath poured out gets rid of new supplies of dangerous carbonic acid so very soon the blood is sent careening on its way no longer purple but bright red no longer laden with bad materials but full of good gas once more it hastens through the man's frame leaving more oxygen on the road carrying away more evil things which if left must endanger the man's life now what is the direct object of all this oxygen why such constant supplies of it carried into the lungs by breathing borne from the lungs by the blood to all parts of the system to support combustion simply that the man is slowly burning if he is to live he must burn combustion is life stagnation is death so long as the fires are kept alive in him he lives let them die out and he dies combustion means the union of oxygen with other substances for instance with carbon to make carbonic acid gas with hydrogen to make water gas both these processes go on constantly inside a man burning means burning away not simply glowing with a changeless heat man burns away as distinctly as a candle burns away the more energetically he lives the faster he burns away and the greater his need for fresh air and food if food ceases he dies soon if air ceases he dies immediately whatever else he has or has not he must have sufficient air perpetually to overmaster and carry off the superfluous carbon of his body otherwise the carbonic acid will speedily overpower him second in importance to this is the keeping of a just balance between exertion and food the more exertion the better so long as the amount of waste can be always and steadily repaired life means the putting forth of energy of heat of force life means incessant waste and incessant renewal life means perpetual circulation and perpetual need of fresh purification life means unceasing combustion 
by which i mean simply animal life the life of the body there is a life above this which does not depend on movement of gases liquids and solids within and without the human frame yet even in the higher spirit life of man it seems as if somewhat the same laws prevailed there too stagnation means decay absence of energy means death there too without circulation without perpetual renewal without incessant taking in and giving out a healthy existence is not possible End of chapter 11 Recording by John Brandon